Welcome to the podcast from Eden Worship Center. Because we believe that it is God's Word that does God's work in God's people, we want you to hear the gospel preached in the gathering of believers. We want you to read it for yourself and to join us as we think together and talk together about the sermon from this past week and what's going on in our world. You can join the conversation by sending in your comments and questions to EdenWC at Hotmail.com. May God cause His Word to come alive in your heart today. All right, well, welcome to the Midweek Podcast. This is Pastor Matt. I just want to talk with you briefly in the middle of this week, reflecting back on our study of Genesis 6 from this past week, um, specifically starting to look at Noah and the flood, God's blessing and protection on his people and God's judgment on a wicked world that rejects him, that wants nothing to do with his kingship and authority. Uh, This passage is both terrifying and tremendous. Uh, terrifying in the judgment of God, uh, tremendous in the salvation of God that we see expressed towards Noah and his family. So the context we've been looking at is God's creation. Uh, God has made all things for his glory, uh, for his own purposes. God has revealed himself, so the revelation of God, uh, who he is, what he expects of mankind. And then we get to Genesis 6 especially, Uh, We're seeing a contrast between that and man's arrogance, man's pride, his selfish sinfulness. So Genesis 6 verses 5 through 8 says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and the creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. It's interesting in our day and time in which we live, uh, this month of June has been declared Pride Month. Uh, And what they mean by that is taking pride and celebrating and putting on display uh, their belief of uh, sexual freedom and liberation, that they're no longer bound by uh, old religious constraints or old moral constraints or what the Bible had to say, what God has to say about human sexuality. But we can take pride in celebrating uh, every aspect of uh, a person's sexual inclinations. Uh, it basically, what's at heart behind that idea of pride is what I think, what I believe to be true what I feel to be true, what my emotions tell me, what, what my internal feeling, whether it is heart, soul, body, what that tells me and what I want must not only be allowed, but accepted without question and then celebrated. That, that's what we're seeing in all of the virtue signaling. It, it seems like every single commercial that you see, every website that you open up, uh, business that you go to has a rainbow flag somewhere Uh, saying we we not only must accept this, allow this to go on, we have to celebrate this. That's part of the the cultural shift that is happening. And any person who would ask questions, who who would say, well, let's, let's think about this together. Let's think about maybe some of the implications of this. Let's think about some of the limitations that would fall on something like this is out of hand rejected as being hateful and ignorant and backwards. 
And really, it shoots past that to any God who won't accept me must be rejected and pushed aside. The problem is, as soon as we start pushing God aside, as soon as we say, God, if you won't accept me just as I think I am, just as I feel I am, just as I want to be, we push him aside. And and here's what we see once God is pushed aside. It, It reveals this gleaming golden idol before which all must bow of pride and self-worship. And so I actually think that designation of Pride Month is the exact perfect description of what is going on. Uh, Starting many years ago, there's a TV show called American Idol uh, in which you you had people putting on display, uh, taking great pride in the things that they do, uh, putting uh, talents, gifts, ability on display, especially when it comes to singing. And the first several episodes of that show were always wildly entertaining because people would go on there and there was a mixture of, of people with great talent and great ability and people who seemed to have no talent and no ability and were almost there just for comic relief. Only many of them were actually serious. They, they were genuine. The problem is in their entire lifetime, no one had ever told them no. No one had ever said to them, uh, listen, my friend, I love you enough to say uh, God has not gifted you to sing in public. And so these people with no one to warn them would step into uh, the public eye before an entire watching world and nation go on national TV and just make complete fools of themselves uh, singing. And it, it was just a complete embarrassment. It, Looking at that as an example, the most loving thing that could have been done by a mom, dad, brother, sister, friend is to say, man, I love you. This isn't a slam on your character, but I'm just telling you, don't go and do this. There's something you're not seeing clearly in your own self because the loving thing to do is to warn. The unloving thing to do is say, well, it would make me uncomfortable to have that conversation with them. What if they get mad at me? What, what if they uh, assume something bad about me? And so I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to say anything. And I'm going to let them uh, reap the consequences of it themselves. That, that's actually a really selfish thing on our part and really unloving thing towards them. And it, you look at Noah's day, at what was going on at, as we're looking at Genesis 6 last week, Genesis 7 coming, Lord willing, in this coming week. And God is going to say there is great wickedness on the earth. It, in fact, it, it's described uh, the wickedness of man was great, that every intention of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And so what do we see God do? We see God loving and warning his creation, warning people. In fact, in chapter seven, we're going to see as God has been using Noah, Hebrews is going to describe him as a preacher of righteousness for at least a hundred years, maybe 120 years that he's building this ark. And then there's going to come a day where God says in one week, (coughs) in seven days, sorry, uh, I'm going to send this rain. You have seven days. It makes you wonder what what did the intensity of that preaching of righteousness sound like in that last week? Knowing that the end is near, knowing that disaster is coming, 
How much should that have intensified his preaching of righteousness? How, how much for us, as we look at a world that is arrogantly rejecting and pushing God aside, knowing that there is calamity coming, uh, rather than striking out in judgment, uh, the Bible's super clear that judgment belongs to God. How much should that intensify our passionate plea for righteousness? Stop trusting in yourself. Start trusting in God. Because again and again, when we look at this issue of pride, Proverbs 11, 2 is super clear. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs actually has a lot to say about this. Proverbs 29, 23, uh, one's pride will bring him low. Now, you look at those two verses and you think, man, disgrace or being brought low. Don't hear those saying something like things aren't going to work well for you or you'll have an unhappy life. If things not working out perfectly or having an unhappy life are the only measure of whether we do or don't say anything, whether something is right or wrong, that will lead us to say things like, hey, as long as they're happy, as long as they're good people, just leave them alone. Don't make somebody feel bad because uh, of their sexual choices. What does it matter, right? What you do in the privacy of your own home, what does that matter as long as they're happy and content? Well, it's not just about uh, being disgraced in the public eye or being brought low in the public eye. Uh, We're talking about a disgrace before a living God, a holy God, being brought low before the throne of God. And so Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and the haughty spirit before a fall. By the way, this is true uh, no matter what your sexual inclinations are, no matter what sin you harbor in your heart, that this pride, this self-reliance, this rejection of God leads to destruction. That's what, what we're seeing in Genesis 6 and 7. It's what God has promised is coming at the end of all things when he again destroys the earth. It's replaced with a new heaven and a new earth, yet all who reject him uh, will be cast away. How terrifying should it be for us that God is actively, not just on that day, but right now, opposing you. If you are walking in pride, in arrogance, in rejecting God's truth, The Bible says that God is right now actively opposing you. James chapter 4 verse 6 says, But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. It should terrify us that our pride, our rejection of God's right to rule, his authority as king and lord over our lives would lead to his active opposition in our lives. That's terrifying, yet how tremendous when we consider that when we submit ourselves, when we humble ourselves before God as supreme above all things, even my thoughts, even my feelings, even my desires, that the promise is he gives grace to the humble, that he will exalt you, he will lift you up. The, it, in contrast to uh, pride leading to some sort of stumbling or falling that we're promised when we humble ourselves, when we fall before God, he will lift us up. So this week, as we look at chapter 7, Lord willing, this coming Lord's Day, we're going to see disastrous consequences for a world that wanted no part of humbling themselves before God. 
who said, I will do it my way. And anybody who gets in front of that, I will reject, I will push aside. In fact, it, it said that the world was full of violence. And yet we're also going to see hope for those who entrust themselves into the mighty hand of God. So just, man, just an encouragement as you look at uh, this passage of scripture in Genesis that we're going through, as you look at our world around you, entrust yourself into the hand of God. Don't trust in your own wisdom and your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own inclinations, because your heart can deceive you. It can lie to you. We entrust ourselves into God's wisdom, God's hand, uh, his revelation of who he is and how this world works. So God bless you. Hopefully we will see you on Sunday. We worship together at 10 a.m. There's adult Sunday school at nine. Until that time, uh, just keep trusting in God. Keep obeying his word. Uh, may God bless you. All right. We'll see you later.